Welcome to season three of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful, fresh, out-of-the-box perspective. Every episode includes burning questions, spicy conversations, and tips to happiness. Are you ready to turn your setback into a comeback? Then join me on today's episode. It's time to get started on your new beginning. Hey friend, we are going to have such a playful time together today. And I want to start this episode with a fun review that I received from a listener. It was this, Sadie's podcast has gotten me into so much trouble, but in a good way. I mean, I loved hearing that. I'm glad if I'm getting you into some good trouble as well. Do you know what's gotten me into some good trouble since my divorce? Casual dating. (laughs) I have had... I've had a lot of good trouble with casual dating, and I've also learned a lot about myself. That is for sure. And I have a burning question for you. Do you think that casual dating can lead to your comeback? That's a good one, right? Well, I think today's spicy conversation is going to hopefully help you answer that if you don't have an answer for me right now. And you know, since it's the season of ghosts and spooky scenarios, I thought it would be the perfect time to have an episode about the truth about casual dating. I know it's kind of like a law and order episode. Dun dun. Because I mean, there is a dark side to it and I want you to avoid it as best you can. You know, and also enjoy all of the yummy treats because I mean, there are so many scrumptious benefits to casual dating. And so I have invited the perfect guest. She is a certified matchmaker. She is a dating expert and she is the founder of Dating After Divorce. My friend, Jade Bianca, she is bringing her best bag of casual dating tricks and treats for you today because she also wants you to enjoy this season of no strings attached connections. And even, you know, perhaps find love and at the minimum avoid those, you know, pesky players and those ghosters because boo to them. All right, let's get this revealing episode started with some burning questions. Burning questions. Let's turn up the heat for 60 seconds. Oh, I am so ready to turn up the heat with my delicious guest today, Jade. I have been waiting to have this chat with you. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited. Yes, but before we dive into the truth about casual dating after divorce, I have some burning questions for you. Are you ready over there? Let's rock and roll, Sadie. Okay, 60 seconds are on the clock. What is the worst pickup line you have ever heard? Something about, are those new pants? I can see myself in them. Something like that. (laughs) What is the first R-rated movie you ever saw? Uh, I think the first scary movie. (laughs) What is the word that comes to mind when you hear the term dating after divorce? Love. What was the worst middle school fashion trend that you ever ever participated in low rise jeans so low that your butt crack show what do you buy too much of but never have enough of oat milk (laughs) all right be honest how many hours a day do you spend on tiktok oh my god two maybe more What type of grocery store shopper are you? Uh, Trader Joe's. What's a name only your husband can call you? He calls me Bedonka. Because <laughs> Jade Bianca. <laughs> Have you ever had a crush on a cartoon character? Maybe like Johnny Bravo? I mean... <laughs> How many people is too many people to be dating at the same time? I just feel like after three, you can't keep track of them. Yeah, you have to take notes. Even with note cards. I was going to say, you have to take notes. (laughs) I've been there. 
What was your comeback after divorce? I was a serial dater after divorce. And I think my comeback was actually meeting my husband who kind of gave it to me. <laughs> like um, he called me on my bullshit. And uh, that was my awakening to, to let love in. Love it. Well, I am so ready to talk about all things casual dating. And like I said earlier, we are going to keep it real. We're going to have our truth telling on this podcast today. First off, I want to hear a little bit more. I know obviously you were divorced and now you're remarried mm -hmm. and you just said you were a serial dater. So how long were you a casual dater after divorce before you met your husband? I would say about a year and a half after my divorce, I was a casual dater. I got married very young. We drifted apart and I kind of just fell into this new thing of dating anybody and everybody just because I wanted to see what was out there. I don't regret any of it. I think it was beautiful. I met amazing people. I solo traveled around the world. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the, the do's and the don'ts and all of the in-betweens of casual dating. And there are just so many do's and don'ts. <laughs> we could have a very long episode today, but we're going to get right to the first question. When do you recommend casual dating? I would say after a divorce or a big breakup, I, I absolutely recommend people to casually date because Sadie, as you know, people's taste in dating changes and I think you it really does. deserve yeah I'm a deserve very different type now. <laughs> me too I think you deserve and owe it to yourself to to see what's out there and and learn about yourself learn about other people I think it's a great thing Jade almost tipped over her plant listener if you're wondering what that was it was a good <laughs> save though Jade it was a good save <laughs> So casual dating, they're just, I think there are a lot of benefits. You clearly talked about them earlier, going on all these solo trips around the world, meeting amazing people. What are some other delicious benefits when it comes to casual dating? Yeah. So in the case of some of my clients, they're getting out of sexless or loveless marriages. So casual dating is a great way of putting yourself out there again in a non-threatening way. Uh, so that's the first one. And the second one is learning more about what you want and what you don't want because you've changed. Your type has probably changed. And the third benefit is exploring or reclaiming your sexuality in a healthy and safe way. I love that. And, you know, also I, and I want to know from you too, I enjoyed like that sense of freedom that casual dating gave me. I felt so much independence because I didn't have this in game, right, Jade? I didn't have, well, I'm only dating because I want to get married or I want to have a boyfriend. I didn't have that right after divorce, which was so liberating and freeing. So I would add that to your list too. Did you experience that freedom as well when you were casually dating? I did. I, I really enjoyed it. There's something that we can talk about for the downfall of casual dating. But I think if you're open and communicative about your wants and needs, I think that is a beautiful way to start after your divorce or a big breakup. Because when people think about wants and needs, they usually attach that to a relationship. They mm -hmm. usually think, okay, I want my boyfriend, future boyfriend, friend to be capable of cooking. I don't know. I'm just riffing here. But when it comes to casual dating, you, you don't really have the same wants and needs per se. So how would you, what would you advise to a recent divorcee who maybe is kind of unclear? You know, she wants to have fun or he wants to meet some great women, but I mean, how do you define what you want and need when you're casually dating? What I tell my clients, Sadie, is I want this to be the selfish chapter of, of after your divorce, of dating after divorce. I want you to take this time to be selfish and 
not in a negative way to other people at the detriment of other people. But when we get out of marriages, we're so used to giving so much of ourselves for this, the, the sake of the couple, right? And so you lose pieces of yourself. You make so many compromises that by the end of it, when you're divorced, you're like, who am I? What the hell do I even want? That's why I want people to be selfish and, and be their own cheerleader in this way. Because their selfishness leads them to learn more about what they like. Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. I think, yeah, I would say my my selfishness, meaning my interest in having fun, meeting new people, trying new things, if you put that under the umbrella of selfishness, definitely helped me learn more about what I'm now wanting in relationships. Yeah, I think there could be a better word I chose besides selfishness, but I want someone to just be more pushing themselves to convey what they want. Like this chapter is very important with that. And also, don't you think that casual dating, like anything in life, I don't know, what are you really good at, Jade? I bet you're good at many things. Nathan, tell me one thing you're really good at. I mean, I'm sure you're really good at many things. What's, what's yoga? I'm really, I'm good at yoga. You're good at yoga. See, I'm not good at yoga. So I don't do yoga. But I'm like, what can I say on air? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Ooh la la. I'm just kidding. Delicious. Well, yeah, my point is, I think the more you do something in life, so you must do a lot of yoga. Hence, you're good at yoga. I'm a photographer. I've been doing photography since I was since I was 16 years old. So I'm pretty good at it. But the more you do something, the better you get at it. And if you don't date, how are you going to get good at dating? Absolutely. Which is why I think one of the greatest benefits of casual dating is the practice. Lots of practice. I say ripping off that band-aids, honestly, like the first, that first date after your divorce is the scariest one, but you get better. You do. So strategy, let's talk a little bit about a strategy when it comes to casual dating, because apps, I mean, you can spend a lot of time on dating apps. What do you recommend? You said earlier in burning questions, you probably shouldn't be dating more than three people at a time. I will tell you, Jade, during lockdown, I had, I think it was 14 video dates. It was like speed dating. I stacked 14 video dates. I don't recommend that, but it was COVID. I had nothing else to do because I literally couldn't work. So I want to hear like your strategy around casual dating. So most people I work with have children, they're working full time. So I would say maybe aim to have a date once a week or maybe twice a week, but don't do more than twice a week because you're going to burn yourself out. My husband makes fun of me because when I was a serial dater, I used to do two dates back to back. Yes. Because you had the hair, <laughs> the hair and the outfit on. Why wouldn't you, Jane? I did. I did. And I'll tell you, Sadie, a nightmare situation happened. I left the, the cocktails date and I went to the dinner date and my cocktails date walked past me on my dinner date. Was he on a second date too? He wasn't, but I was like, yeah, that's probably, that's probably not a good call, Jade. That, that was before my uh, dating coach day. So I learned for my clients so they don't do the same things. I that's what it's all about though, right? Learning. <laughs> Casual dating also has what I like to call a dark side. You know, it's not all strippers and rainbows, listener. There is a dark side to casual dating. What would you say it is, Jade? I have three that could be dark sides. So uh, it could be a delay in healing and or masking pain. If you find mm. yourself jumping into something yes. too, too quickly to not process a divorce, let's say a rebound can have consequences that way. Um, another one is unintended emotional attachments. Some people, when they do become intimate, whether we like it or not, we become that attached. Oxytocin. <laughs> God, that oxytocin, it gets us every yeah. time. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, that's a really important thing to share because you are intending to want to bond, but your body, your the chemicals, oxytocin, I mean, it's a bonding drug. Yeah. 
100%. And the third one, of course, is the potential of like an STI or an unintended pregnancy with someone that you didn't see a future with. And we all have enough drama in our life. <laughs> yeah, we don't recommend that. So always use protection. And what about that conversation? I mean, awkward conversation about testing, safe sex. So that's something I really encourage. I think that's what's something that's beautiful about dating later in life is because we are more proactive in having those awkward or um, uncomfortable conversations. So uh, for example, when my husband and I decided to start seeing each other exclusively, I was like, okay, well, you should go get tested. And he was like, okay. So he made an appointment to go to Planned Parenthood. I went to Planned Parenthood later that week. And yeah, (laughs) I think it's sexy to be proactive and healthy and concerned about the other person's health as well. After my divorce, I think the first time I went to get tested, it's like six months after my divorce. And it was like, I, you know, when they ask you how many sexual partners you have, like it was all kind of a blur for me, Jade. I'm like, oh my God. I felt like Samantha from, from Sex in the City where I'm like, I think it was this many. I'm just going to write that down. Did they ask you numbers? I don't remember them asking did. They did. I, I, a part of me felt like, wow, look at you. <laughs> That's like I'm finding myself. I know, right? But uh, you know what I what I experienced when I was casually dating is some some gentlemen actually had on their phone proof that they had just gotten tested, and I thought that was actually quite responsible. Yeah, I like it. I love proof, evidence, and reports. Yes. So you, I mean, I think the listener can ask for that if he or she feels like that's important to have that safety. Right. And I think, Sadie, the way that you say it is important too, right? If you want to coach them, they probably don't want to say it the way that I would say it. I'm not the dating (laughs) coach here in the conversation. How would you say it? Yeah. I mean, so let's be honest, there's some men that want to have sex without protection because- Maybe they have uh, issues getting an erection without. But here's the thing. You need to stick to your guns if you're a female and say, listen, I'd be open to discussing that if you're not seeing other people, but I, I need you to go get tested and I'd appreciate that and I'll do the same. So giving that that branch to say, I'd appreciate you getting tested and I'll do the same is just kind of like a show of respect. And also you can convey that if they do start seeing other people that you would appreciate being told because it's all sexual health and it's really important. You're making a comment that makes me ask a question. So isn't casual dating, were you dating more than one person? I don't care what consenting adults are doing behind closed doors, but I think that if you are sleeping with multiple people that you need to be careful because there are a lot of things out there, uh, whether it be COVID or STIs. And I think to each his own. I think that if you're comfortable sleeping with multiple people at a time, do you. But if it's something that makes you uncomfortable, you, you can let them know. I think communication is key. See, when I think about casual dating, I don't think it's exclusive. I think you're dating like ethical non-monogamy. I think you're dating more than one person at a time. But that also leads to a good point. If you are dating more than one person at a time because you're casually dating, you should tell people that, right? Again, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I think that hiding it makes it it sketchy. I think being honest and upfront about you seeing other people is the best policy for that. I agree. It's fun to say I'm ethically non-monogamous. I felt so grown up <laughs> saying that. I felt so in my 40s when I was saying that back in my casual dating streak. Okay, I have a few more to add to the, the dark side, Jay. Ghosting. Okay. So much ghosting. And I mean, unfortunately, uh, it's become a very common thing within modern dating. Uh, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish everyone could put their big boy or big girl pants on and just confront the awkward elephant in the room. But here we are. (laughs) 
<laughs> Here we are. So if someone is casual dating and like this, okay, this happened to me just the other week. I realized I did not want to keep pursuing something with a gentleman on an app. And so I just said, you know, I'm not, I'm not seeing this going anywhere instead of just unmatching with him. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I've grown since, you know, 2018. So, but back in 2018, 2019, I wouldn't have done that. I just would have unmatched with him. So I mean, do you have, have an opinion? No, I haven't. So do you have an opinion of when ghosting is more appropriate than other times? I, I welcome uh, differing opinions, Sadie. So I actually don't consider it ghosting if you haven't met off the app. Like say that you're messaging for a few days and then you unmatch. Honestly, it's it's a common thing and I don't think it's anything to take personally. Um, so I don't judge someone for, for unmatching if you haven't met. But if you have met, even if it's just for one date and you don't see it going anywhere, I think we're all old and mature enough to say, hey, I really, I, I enjoyed getting to, to know you a little bit, but I, I think we're looking for different things. I wish you the absolute best. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> Don't say goodbye. <laughs> and sometimes well. people well. push back and you don't owe an explanation if you just sent that a considerate text. But yeah, I don't consider unmatching if you haven't met uh, ghosting. You talked earlier in this conversation about kind of expectations. So let's dive into that a little bit more because I've been on both sides. I've been on the side where I was just casually dating. I had my bunch of guys. I did have a bunch of guys. I kind of was dating like a dude right out of divorce. It was fun. But even though men knew that, they still at times developed feelings for me. And then that got a little uncomfortable because I'd already said, well, I'm ethically non-monogamous. I'm not looking for a relationship. But that just, it happens. And then I've been on the other side too, where it's like, oh, darn, I really like this person. He is dating many people. This is <laughs> awkward. So what do you do with that, Jade? Well, you don't do what I did and have too much wine and be like, but I, but I changed my mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that happened to me. And I, I think going back to just communicating, I think Sadie, doing regular check-ins with yourself if you are casually dating because your opinions may have changed and you're allowed to change your mind. But if you're not communicating that, then how will the other person know? Okay. You talked about selfish behavior earlier. Let's deep dive into that a little bit more because I do think that it is okay to be selfish in the sense where this is about me and my growth right now. I'm not going to worry so much about a partnership. So I'm not going to take on that responsibility, but also don't be an asshole. So one thing I experienced a lot of when casual dating was men would cancel last minute on me, or I would feel manipulated in certain situations or maybe used. And then for me, it was like, okay, what do I do with this? Do I call this person on it? I, I think there's that fine line where... If people aren't behaving well, how do you respond to that? Is that an immediate, you're out? Because like, it's casual dating and they're being selfish. So they're canceling last minute. I mean, I think my question is, what do you, as the listener, what do you decide is like, okay, I will accept this type of behavior, but I won't accept this type of behavior. So you still, even when casually dating, I think, I want to get your opinion. Obviously, you're the matchmaker, you're the coach. You have to have some boundaries, you have to have like, this is where I draw the line. So I 100% agree, Sadie, with boundaries. And this is one reason I encourage you to 
write down your boundaries or go through them before you start dating. Because when you start dating, you can have those rose colored glasses and make exceptions for things that you wouldn't otherwise make exceptions yes. for. Um, I think if someone cancels last minute, once shit happens, that's fine. If they do, I, I'll be skeptical. They need to initiate, they need to, the ball's in their court. If they make you feel disrespected after a sexual encounter, that is a red flag. You, I don't care if it was discussed that it was casual or otherwise. Someone should never make you feel used or jaded after right. a sexual Even encounter. Even if it's a kinky situation. Like if, you know, like you're asking someone to do certain things to you, there still are boundaries that have to be honored. Yeah. And I think that we, in those situations, Sadie, we show people how we expect to be treated. We do. So if we allow them to get away with something like that once, they're just going to do it again. And I have failed miserably at that. I'm going to own it. I have learned the hard You're way, Jane. I have learned the yeah. hard way, but I have learned. Okay, we're not going to get into narcissism and all of that today, but we are going to talk a little bit about, just because it's kind of spicy and fun. I want you to help the listener know how to avoid a player. Because when you are a casual dater, when you are casually dating, you are going to meet the serial casual dater, which I like to call them Romeos, like the professional Romeo. My male friends call them Samanthas. Like these are just the people that's that, but that's their shtick, right? Like they're never going to look for a relationship. They are always, Mm -hmm. they're always wanting the bench. I mean, I would go on dates, Jade with guys and be like, oh, you can be my girl from Minneapolis. And I'm like, can I? Oh my word. What an honor. I'm so excited. But that's just, that was their mentality. I never saw those types of guys again, by the way. But you know, like some men and women just have that kind of mentality. Like, oh, you, you can be my girl here or you can be my guy here because they're just serial casual daters. So how does the listener maybe, you know, avoid them? Yeah. Yeah. Was, was he a pilot? He was not a pilot. No. <laughs> okay. No, I forget what, like, what his career see. was. I forget, but oh, he was a trip. I was like, wow. Yeah. So, so that's a great question, Sadie. I think that if we're looking on online dating specifically, if they have a lot of party photos or where they're kind of like trying to um, show their money or posture, whether it's um, in expensive places or expensive cars, they're doing that to get attention of a lot of women. Yes. Um, and, and the same thing, yeah, time. Mm-hmm. yeah. And the same thing goes for some women. If you're with them and they're constantly texting on their phone, that could be something. If they're being sketchy while on their phone and holding it away from you, if you're sitting next to them or they're going to the other room to take all of their calls. And then lastly, I've actually heard of people swiping while still on a date with someone, which is just so I've tacky. been on those dates. I'm like, wow, that hell? is bold of you. Yes, incredible. It really takes all kinds. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on people who are serial daters in a nutshell, a baby nutshell? I think consenting adults can do whatever they want behind closed doors um, and whatever makes them happy. But you need to be conscious of checking in with yourself because sometimes it doesn't go the way that we hope. I have a funny story. So I was casually dating and I had a man come and visit me. And I swear to God, Jade, he had a lone wolf tattoo on his chest. I'm like, wow, tattoos are signs. Like, I mean, that was just so who he was. He was such a lone wolf. So listener, look for the tattoos. They give you clues. I'm just saying, okay, here's one of my ultimate burning questions for you today. Are people who casually date emotionally unavailable? 
I don't believe them to be emotionally unavailable. I think they're just at a different life stage. And I think that's absolutely okay. I think it should be more concerning if someone jumps from a divorce into an exclusive relationship because that person needs some time to heal and figure their shit out. I love your answer because that <laughs> I love that. I really appreciate hearing that today because that has been a question I have asked myself. Like, was I just casually dating because I wasn't emotionally available? But I, I think that's the bottom line. I wasn't. And it was appropriate to not be right after my divorce to be just jumping on into the next relationship. So Thank you for giving the listener permission to not really be emotionally available. But eventually, you know, I'm glad I turned a corner because I <laughs> spent three years plus casually dating. So I think I think it's important, you know, we're all on our own journey, like you said, to, but to be aware of where we're at and like, is this where I want to be? Absolutely. And you're allowed to change your mind. You are. You're allowed to. <laughs> you know, I want to hear from you too. Like, when did you know, oh, I think I'm done with casual dating for a while. I think I want to try something else. I was super jaded, Sadie. I had kind of taken, like, taken my anger and resentment from my divorce and unfortunately kind of uh, vomited it on all the men that I dated afterwards. <laughs> the, the term who hurt you comes to mind. And I think that finally getting past that and realizing that I wasn't getting what I was looking for by what I was showing up with allowed me to, to, appreciate the person I was sitting across from. And to that end, one thing I encourage people to do is to not just give someone one shot on the first date. I always encourage going into the first date with the idea of a second date, unless they make you feel physically threatened or they've offended you to the point where you can't understand for them to clarify. Um, because if I wouldn't have done that, my husband, and I had a horrible first date. <laughs> yeah, they're awkward. They're just awkward. They're just, yeah. they just are. Yes. And I think that allowing yourself to, to meet different people and everything not be perfect, like they're not, it's not a story. It's not a Disney movie, but if someone makes you feel good and you have great conversation, a lot can build from that. All right. How can the listener who is in a space where he or she's like, I'm casually dating, I'm going for it. I'm going to have my selfish season play nice in the casual dating playground. What are three rules to abide by? So communication is key, whether it's difficult or, or awkward. The second one is to check in with yourself regularly. And three is to wear protection. <laughs> what does checking in with yourself regularly look like? Are you journaling? So like, what are you doing? journaling is great, but I think just taking time to, to evaluate who you're seeing, how they're making you feel. It's critical to be honest with yourself throughout the process. Otherwise you might find yourself questioning your value when it comes to casual dating and you didn't get divorced to settle and you need to no, check you in with not. yourself <laughs> to make sure that you are still feeling comfortable and emotionally and mentally and physically okay with, with where you are at. And I would add a couple more. How about integrity? For me, you know, one question I started later when I was casually dating is how do I want to show up for myself? You know, dates come and go, but how do I want to feel about myself when I leave this date or when I leave this relationship? So for me, integrity, like I want to like who I am when it's all said and done. I love that. And also another thing, like even when I'm swiping, it's like, these are people, you know, remember back in the day, Jade, when we like get the Christmas catalog and be like, I want this and this and this. And we'd like circle <laughs> it and then show our parents. I miss those days. I know those simpler <laughs> days. Dating apps are not a Christmas catalog. It's not a wish list. These are people with lives. And so sometimes when I get, <laughs> I have my moments on them, I'm like, okay, 
Sadie, slow down a little bit. Like these are people. (laughs) These are people. Yeah, I'm always like, I wish you would just let me help you with this. Like, no one looks good from that <laughs> angle. <laughs> You're like, why did you wear that shirt with that? Yeah. Um, but what's funny about that city is a lot of people, women or men, actually make the profile for themselves. They don't think about what the person they're trying to attract is. Oh, that's so good. Is looking for. Um, so women and men are both guilty of that. Like men, let's just go for the obvious example. They're proud of their their kills or if it's a hunting photo or a fish that's great that you're proud of that brad but uh becky doesn't really want to see that i agree we don't really need to see the fish or the deer but that's such a great segue so divorce dad listing that's why you're gonna contact jade because jade's gonna help you out even with your casual dating she's gonna help you have a lot of fun with casual dating so how can the divorce dad or divorce ma'am find you? Yeah, you can visit my website, datingafterdivorce.com. You can also find me on Instagram at dating underscore after underscore D-I-V. And on TikTok, all the cool kids are there, dating after divorce. And all of that information will be in the show notes. Well, just talking to you today brings back fond memories of my casual dating days. And, you know, maybe I'll be back to them someday. But today is not that day, but for the listener, it might be. Thank you so much for all of these fantastic, juicy tips you have given about the do's, the benefits, and the dark side, and everything else. You've been so fun to talk to, Jade. I love all of the posts you put on Instagram and TikTok. You have great advice. So thank you again. Thank you, Sadie. I personally found that very satisfying and I hope you did as well. And I want to know, are you ready to have an appropriately selfish season of no BS casual dating? I want to hear about it. So drop me some uh, delicious stories in my DMs on Facebook or Instagram, or you can tell me all about it at our Instagram live Sadie's Divorced and Happy Happy Hour. I know we are actually going to have a happy hour. You and me and all of our divorced friends from all over the country on Instagram on Tuesday, October 25th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So mark your calendar. If you're not on Instagram with me, please follow me at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. I do a lot of fun lives. And this happy hour, it's definitely going to be one of them. I know. I'm super excited about this happy hour. I can't wait to connect with you then. And I also cannot wait any longer to give you your comeback tip for the week, especially after that juicy chat with Jade. Sadie's tips to happiness. I loved all of Jade's tips, especially the one where she talked about if you want to be good at dating, you actually have to date. Kind of like most things in life. If you want to be good at running marathons, you have to run. You have to actually get up every day and run. It's something I will never want to do. Or horseback riding. My daughter, she went to camp this summer. She learned how to ride a horse, but she actually had to get up on the horse and in the saddle to ride it, which leads to my next question for you. Are you are you getting right back in the saddle and up on that casual dating horse to feel good after a divorce? You know, I get it. We all want to feel sexy after a divorce. So, you know, casual dating is the answer to boosting your self-esteem, right? Wrong. You knew I was going to say wrong. But seriously, casual dating, whether it's a a coffee date or an online sexy chat or even, you know, hitting the sack, might meet a short-term need. I've been there. But ultimately, you're really going to want to validate yourself as worthy and desirable because guess what? That old horse that you hop back on is probably going to buck you off and, you know, even maybe turn around and bite you, which, ouch, right? So use this season 
of casual dating, to have fun, do your casual dating, and then also advocate for yourself and see it as a chance to fill up on this thing called self-love, which we talk about a lot. I know it sounds a little fluffy, but really, I want you to romance yourself. You're creative. Take yourself to that new restaurant you've been wanting to go to. Buy yourself your favorite flowers. Get that bold haircut. Get those extensions, girl. And especially invest in that fancy vibrator with all the bells and whistles. Yum. Or hey, start a hobby like a podcast. I have some advice for you if you want it. Or hey, go to the gym, lose the weight, or gain the confidence. And always, always eat the croissant. The beautiful thing about courting yourself is it makes you less needy. So when you do actually start to date casually or otherwise, you won't need other people to define your value. And I know today we talked about the dark side of casual dating and there are definitely risks, but hey, with a strong foundation like self-love and boundaries and knowing what you need, even if you get thrown off that horse, which you probably will, you'll be right there to pick yourself up and dust yourself off and live to ride another day, my friend. I promise. I mean, you've got this. It's casual dating have fun. Take yourself less seriously. And remember, it's all going to lead to your comeback. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to subscribe, rate, and of course, review the podcast. And I want you to be part of this life after divorce community by following me on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and TikTok at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Be sure to also visit my website, divorcedandhappy.net, to download Sadie's 8 Tips to Happiness. You'll also find all of my podcast episodes on my website as well. If you've found value in my podcast, consider being an official sponsor. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about this tasty opportunity. And speaking of tasty, you can also buy me a cup of coffee. It's simple. Just visit buymeacoffee backslash Sadie Marie, and you can buy me a cup or two, and I thank you for your support. I'm your host, Sadie Marie, and I look forward to seeing you next week for another round of content created to kickstart your comeback.